Good morning, everyone. And I hope we're still enjoying this Christmas season. If you still have some gifts you haven't unwrapped, I can help you with that. Send them to me. But as you come today, we come to celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. It's kind of a way the church sets it up, asking us that during this Christmas season, let us also look at the Holy Family and see how we relate with our families. There is a little boy called Johnny. Johnny wanted a new bike. So he went and told his mom, Mom, I need a new bike. It was very clear. I need a new bike. Mom said, Johnny, if you need a new bike, go and get a piece of paper and write a letter to Jesus asking him a new bike. Of course, he didn't like the, that idea. The temper, uh, his temper just was frailing. The mom told him, go to your bedroom, you're grounded. So Johnny went to his room. After a few minutes, he decides, well, let me give it a try. He gets a piece of paper and writes a letter to Jesus saying, Dear Jesus, I've been the most wonderful boy. I need a bike. Okay, so he had his letter, left it on the table. Nothing happened. This went on for a couple of weeks. Now, Johnny was really disgusted by this time. He came up with a beautiful idea. He went out of his bedroom, went to the fireplace, and mommy had set up the Christmas decorations. And next to the fireplace was the, uh, the manger. So Johnny picks the statue of Mary, goes to his bedroom, and wraps it in his blanket, puts it under the bed. And he writes a letter and says, Dear Jesus, if you want to get your mother back, <laughs> get me the bike. Sometimes some people do whatever it takes to get what they want. I don't know what you did to get what you wanted for Christmas, but sometimes we see that even us, we go our way at times to do what it takes to get what we want. That's the story we're hearing in the gospel today, the story of Herod. He went all the way to do whatever it took to destroy Jesus. Even if it meant to kill as many as he could, he didn't have a problem with that. Actually, one time, Caesar Augustus was quoted saying, it was better to be Herod's dog than his, children, his child. Because he killed three of his children. He thought they were going to kill him to talk over his power. He killed them. He killed his mother-in-law. So technically, that's who, who Herod was. But today, the church is inviting us to look at Christmas in the eyes of a family. Now, I know that all of us here, we have a family. We come from a family at least. Some, maybe some of us are not sure, but I know we all have a family. And sometimes in a family, things don't go the way we want them to go. There are some families that are broken, others are divided, others even can't talk. But Jesus is asking us today, let us look at the Holy Family and see what's going on. In the first reading today from the book of Sirach, the reading we had today actually, it's a commentary on the fourth commandment, which is, honor your mother and father. So the first reading is, is, is a commentary on that fourth commandment. It's telling us that we should honor our parents. 
even when it's difficult. Now, some of us have had very difficult relationships with our parents, our families, and maybe you can find it very hard. I do not know your, how your relationship is, or it was, or it will be, but one thing I know is that God is asking us, if we, we need God's blessings, we must honor our parents. Living or deceased, they must be honored. So, hi, why is it so hard for us at times? Because as we've said, sometimes maybe we didn't have the best experience being raised. Maybe we didn't feel so much loved. But do not allow what they did affect you and your relationship with God. Because today, we know that a family is the most important institution in the world. But it's so sad that our families are breaking up left and right. I've seen families, even my own family, sometimes we fight. But when we look at the Holy Family today, as the Gospel wants us to, what do we see? We see Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. They were a normal family. They were real people with real struggles. Yes, they had struggles. As Mary and Joseph, Joseph the poor guy, as we look at reading Matthew today, because we know Matthew is writing this Gospel to Judeo-Christians, the Jews that have become Christians. And he's telling them, hey, this Christ is the Messiah. That's why he's quoting so many of these Old Testament texts, telling them, yes, look here, he's the guy. So now today we see this flight to Egypt. And what we see, God tells Joseph in a dream, poor Joseph, wake up, get out of your sleep and take the child to Egypt. Now, from Bethlehem to Egypt, it's at least 200 miles. So if you're going to walk this on foot, at least 10 days when you're traveling. So they have to get up and run as fast as they can to save the child. Now, how will you feel if you're the mother or the father and you know someone is coming to kill your baby? I think that's the hardest thing you can think about now. You can do anything it takes so that that doesn't happen. So when Joseph, poor Joseph gets up, he goes to Egypt. He wasn't in isolation. There were so many Jews in Egypt by that time. He wasn't living in isolation. It was a safe place. Actually, Egypt in history has been a place of refuge. When you read the history, you know when Jacob and his family went to Egypt because there was, there was famine in Canaan. Egypt was the center of salvation. They went to Egypt, and they, they found their son Joseph waiting for them. When King Solomon wanted to kill his brother, his brother ran to Egypt. When, when the Jews killed the, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the governor that Nebuchadnezzar had given them to rule over them, they forced Jeremiah, Jeremiah 41, they ran to Egypt. So Egypt has been this kind of a center of refuge throughout history. But the prophecies we see from Matthew is telling us, yes, this was to fulfill the prophecy. So it's telling them that this Christ is the one you're waiting for. So what we see in this holy family, that they decide to raise, raise their family having Christ as the center. God is asking them, 
that I am going to be with you. So when the angel tells Joseph, wake up and take your family to Egypt, Joseph gets up and he faces the future with faith. He doesn't know what is waiting him in Egypt. He doesn't know what's going to be, what they're going to meet on the way. But he faces everything with faith. And that's what also Mary does. Because they know it's a holy family because God is in the center of their family. So when we celebrate the holy family, the question is, how does your family relate to the holy family? Your family may have some pains, true, all families do. The question is, how do you make of your family? Sometimes we've made our families the courts of law. We, we, we've all become lawyers. We argue and argue because we have to prove we are right. In the end, no one wins. That's what's happening. Our homes, our families must be a confessional whereby we are sorry and we are all forgiven. That's how family is supposed to be. Mary and Joseph had some arguments also. They're human beings. But what do we see about them? That never divided them. That never caused them to fight because they knew the most important thing is the God among us, God within us. So when you look at the Holy Family first, they're reminding us homes and families should be a confessional, not a courtroom. Second, we look to them for inspiration and guidance. They survived, they managed it, and yes, we can. Paul is telling us, bearing with one another, putting on love, humility, and gentleness. This should be the headmark of all our families. Putting on love, gentleness, kindness, and forgiveness. Because if we practice this, then we can call ourselves Christians. But why are families breaking up, breaking up left and right? I always find it very difficult when I, when I get these phone calls at times when I celebrate their weddings. They were so lovely couples. Now they come and say, Father, we need to meet. They're fighting. I said, what's going on? I can't stand her. I can't stand him. I said, what has happened? Where is the love you had two years back? Because before that, they never realized that someone has to be forgiven, someone has to forgive, and someone has to say, I'm sorry. So today, the question is, in your family, how is it? Some of us have broken families, and our ego is beyond control, that no one can say, I'm sorry. So God is asking us today, if you're going to get God's blessings, they begin from our parents. They begin from our families. That's where God's blessings begin. So let us be the peacemakers. Let us build the bonds by putting on love. It does not matter how right you are. The most important thing is to have love in a family. So let us ask the Holy Family to pray for us so that God may strengthen us to expand our sense of family, that the woman or the man on the street, homeless, is part of the family. The drug addict is part of our family. Can we open up our families? Because once we do that, then we can say, God is with us.